Welcome to the People Persons Paper Podcast, the show where we are going chronologically through every episode of the NBC sitcom The Office. I am one part of your duo of hosts for this show, Hilton Price. With me, as always, is one of my best friends, Brian Sittler. Hello, sir. And we, man, I haven't. Man. We've been watching the shit out of the show, and yeah. I don't think I've watched the two of us enjoy it as much. Yeah. As we really did this one. And yeah. I'm sure we have. But we, it's, have. It, we always like it. But we do. there's an element where we're being analytical. We're trying to think about it. We're trying yeah. to be critical. Mm-hmm. But this one, we laughed a lot. We, oh, we yeah. were talking about the scenes. We, we, yeah. we sort of rushed to the table to record. Yeah. Because, because we were, we already started talking about things. We were already getting into it. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, I mean, obviously that's the kind of reason why we were doing the show in the first place. Exactly. I wish we could have been recording those off-cuff uh, conversations. Yeah. That could have been some good outside analysis, but whatever. Uh, maybe I'm the kind of thing we, crazy. we may start have to be mic'd through the whole mic'd process. Mic'd through the whole process. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, maybe something to just explore. For listeners, I'll let you know, like, both Brian and I got into this because we've seen the show dozens of times. Or, or, yeah. Or, you know, yeah. maybe at this point, Dozens I mean, getting like, into the close to 20. I knew by the time we first started recording, I was easily in the teens <sighs> on my watch through. Yeah, I had to catch up, but I made it. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. And <laughs> it's easy to do. And then, but that between the binge watching mentality, uh, the, the, the accessibility of Netflix and the, and the way that TV can often be a comfort. Yes. So many people like us are, are just watching the show over and over and over and yeah. over again. Mixed in with social media. Yeah. Nonstop seeing different things for your, if you join an office group. And exactly. You see all, yeah. all the little inside jokes and yeah and shout out to the, the facebook yeah. office groups they're, yeah they're always fun doing doing a good job y'all yeah. keep my life interesting yeah so um and uh but 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 this episode we really seem to get captured by the story again by we the do. jokes oh definitely you know which was great it's definitely it is great it's kind of a step down not a step down but the first the opening that, that first episode of this season is so kind of heavy and packed yeah and with sort of you know serious Subject matter. Yeah. It yeah. almost feels like, okay, we can relax and just kind of be a little goofier with, but at the same time have some serious interpersonal subjects going on. Absolutely. Because I think that this this season alone kind of deals, and I've read this, I'm not going to, this is not my own idea, but I think it definitely deals with loneliness Yeah, and with connection and reconnection mm-hmm. and, and, you know, because Jim is gone. Pam is, you know, there's still, you know, there's still that connection between them, even from far away. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, with Angela and Dwight, yeah, you know, like her really wanting, she's really wanting uh, some quality time with him, mm-hmm. and kind of acting very, uh, kind of overly, uh, kind of crazy a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little, but then very put out, you very know? put out, but like easily she's very emotional, easily like very emotional, we, you know, and it, evidently reading the internets. Apparently, it was a side story where she could have been pregnant. Oh, I see. Oh, so they may have been Which building Which is why, that. yeah, but they decided to cut it, I guess. Yeah. Just for, maybe it was too heavy. It was too early <laughs> on, perhaps, for their... I feel like that might have been the right in. choice. Season three, to have a baby thing pop up. We don't start to see those sort of very complicated storylines until we get into really season five. Right. With the, the Dwight, Andy, Angela yeah. triangle. We don't see stuff that sounds like it could sort of be character changing. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, you know, when he kills her cat, you know, then it, yeah, goes, right. yeah. then it goes haywire. Uh-huh, exactly. But then 
but I think maybe they wanted to hold off and still make Jim and Pam the main, you know, yeah. clean that, get that, get through that story first before mm-hmm. maybe uh, anything real. They, you know, they kicked it up a notch. But I'll tell you, at the same time, Dwight and Angela. we probably got more story on the Dwight Angela thing today. We did. Because we had oh, we the, the back-to-back argument, discussion at, yes. at work, the sh- her getting upset, you know, yes. we had her showing up at the hotel. Um, <laughs> with her cute little walk. Dwight's hooker. Yeah, uh, Dwight's um, hooker, Jane Doe. And and so we had them, we had Jim and Pam, but it was so interesting because the main plot involved a storyline with Michael and Jim. Exactly. And the difficulty in the relationship exactly. between those two. Exactly, they have it too. And how interesting that that was the plot, but the real story was Jim and Pam and Dwight and Angela. That's the overriding, this is more, down the road, this is going to be more important. Yeah. Because all really this episode is about is, is Michael's insecurity is at DEFCON 20. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, and we see the the stuff that we've been learning about him for the past 28 episodes, we are now seeing come to a head in what is one of the most difficult situations for Michael being in public. Sure. You know? And I love... I was thinking about this, and it dawned on me. I like it when they take them away from the office. Yeah. They take the characters and put them out in these other, you know, we're in the paper biz world for this episode. Yeah, exactly. This It's full of paper <laughs> and negotiations and yeah. all this, and we get to see the hilarity that they can, like later on when we see Michael and Dwight and Niagara. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of. They have their hijinks together. They work so well together when it's just the two of them. Well, and it's, yeah, exactly. And then we have the that, that juxtaposition because anytime you move Michael out of the office, you get to interact with him with quote-unquote real people. Yes. And that's always great. And that we saw a lot of that today. A lot of that. Uh, of course, uh, you know, we didn't say it, but you, you saw it when you clicked on the link. We are watching season, episode two of season three. Yes. The convention. Yes. Um, we, we, where we've got them going to the... Uh, Mid America, Mid America paper salesman oh, conference wrote thing. Oh wow! Annual annual Mid Market Supply Convention. Yeah, because who wouldn't want to go to that? I know. <laughs> well, and of course, Michael sees it as just a big party. Oh yeah, I love his little. Uh, he's kind of uh, <laughs> snapping the hundred dollar bill with his tongue, like yeah, mm-hmm. sucks romp, like just yeah, so. A booze fu- booze fueled sex romp, romp where anything can happen. You are correct, sir. And, yeah, anything. And in Philly, you know, Philly, uh, kind of establishing Philly as the place things happen, yeah. as opposed to Scranton. The go-to for the people go-to, from Scranton. Yeah, it's know? always, it's either Philly or New York. Yeah. You know, as the as we'll find out later on when people may or may not go certain places. It reminds me, I have a friend from Coffeeville who would often come down to Tulsa for something to do. Right. You know, like, <laughs> there's always the big city, question mark, near yeah, you. Yes. They didn't feel like going all the way to Little Rock. Yeah. So. <laughs> Too much of a drive. Or up to Kansas City, the big bustling metropolis. Yeah. That's the, that's the big town. That's gotta, the big town. If you can make it there, you can make it in... Yeah. St. Louis. That's like the New York of the Midwest. Yeah. We're, we're like the Philly. We're the, we're the Philly of the Midwest. <laughs> That's great. But big things are happening. Yeah. Cause, cause, and, yeah, go ahead. And the convention, I love how they shot it. They, they they filmed it really well and really maximized the use of space. Because if you look in any of the shots where yeah. they show the convention, they make it seem like he's at a huge thing, but there's never quite a lot in the shot. No. My favorite is the, the point where you see we come out of what was probably a commercial break and you see Michael waving at the camera mm-hmm. and it pans back to show that he was in a thing, big, in a big yeah, event. Big and there's event. really only probably 15 booths around him that you see. And it occurred to me, like, I've been to some of these conventions. Uh, yeah. you know, I, I, yeah. I, I had yeah, yeah, to yeah. do Comic-Con one year and I yeah. remember filming the floor uh-huh. from up on the second or third floor of uh-huh. the, the San Diego Convention Center, whatever it's uh-huh. called. Right. And 
it's hundreds of booths. It's so big. It's massive. So I really loved, I started paying attention to that today, and I, I love the way that they made this look like he's at this wild convention and really just had economical use of their 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 space, their scenery, their available budget for a, a set. Yes. Uh, and yeah. economical, if that is not yeah. the word we keep coming to on this show this again and again, yes. in the writing, in the character usage. The time, the time, yes. And this one, you, you talked about how this was a silly episode. Yeah. And we had that economical use of jokes because, good God, did we not have everyone acting funny, acting mm -hmm. silly, mm -hmm. uh, giving us a reason to laugh from, mm -hmm. from Kelly and mm -hmm. Pam to, mm -hmm. hands down, the best Creed moments we've had so far. <laughs> Creed shined in this episode. <laughs> he, he did shine for as little as he was in it. Yeah. He, we get the next peel of the layering of Creed's madness. It's probably, is it the first time we've seen him start to be really mad? Kind of, yes, because he sort of, he goes outside of reality. Mm-hmm. Either he has dementia. Yeah. Or he's just crazy, but he's not like, he's not, he's with it. Yeah. Or is he just fucking with, um... Uh, the redhead uh, Meredith Meredith <laughs> the redhead. <laughs> who he's sick of looking at who he's sick of although looking at although apparently he thinks he's just meeting for the first time uh, apparent, maybe maybe so I don't know I mean let's just break down that scene we've got him eating uh, Angela's food calling her the wrong name <laughs> Andrea as she yeah she's Andrea yeah. Uh, what, what's Dar uh, uh, what does he call Daryl later on um, uh, Darnell Darnell <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, sort of his first Maybe his first version of doing that, with, like renaming a character. Yeah, like that. It's yeah. That's the wrong. first time we've done I think that. That's the first time I did that. Um, w w although maybe <sighs> wait, when he's about to be fired, does he mention? Oh, he might mention someone else there. We get, we should go back. And we check. should we should check that out. But, but, and then we also yeah. have him, of course, introducing himself to Meredith, who he's worked for for at least three years, <laughs> or worked with. Excuse worked me. Worked with. And might may have slept with too. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you never know. And the. Uh, the really just such a good moment with great them. moment i love how she plays it off like just sort of like hmm the way he tries to get cash from angela yeah she using the word shekels is always <laughs> yeah, i think is like, always welcome like, i think in my world it's like handing out shekels what is this some back alley like <laughs> i don't know from like the 1930s <laughs> I do love, and we've seen that before, where at a moment's notice, Creed will ignore the fact that he is in a proper office setting and will conduct oh, business man. as if it was some kind of hustle on the street. Uh, yeah, like, hey, cuz, yeah. you have money problems. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's he's from the street. Yeah, I love street Creed. Yeah. He turns that on like, oh, okay. <laughs> Nobody else. Nobody else could pull that off what like did that. He, what did he think would happen when Angela was handing out said shekels? <laughs> It was going to be a drug trade he could get right, it on? Yes. Oh, he just thought it was a handout for it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if there was any transaction or if it was just like, hey, are they giving out, is it shekel week? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> new, new policy he missed an email about? Yeah, he missed an email. Could have been, he's a little distracted. It could happen. But that interact, yes. They, they, they use, with the little time that like the side characters kind of get, they all... It's not wasted. It's really not. It's, not yeah. Another good one is that Phyllis and Stanley moment. I know. With uh, That's all they get yeah. pretty much in the whole episode. Mm -hmm. But it's such a great, wonderfully written little part. Just yeah. a little part of the whole thing. And once again, economical. economical. Every line matters oh, in this episode. Yeah. yeah. They really just, they, they did such a good job. 
you got the scenes with Phyllis and Stan, like we said, yeah. we're talking about how she, Pam's going to have to put out yeah. on her date. <laughs> and Phyllis is like, oh, oh, yeah, you'll have to put out. I know. And how Pam is just like, she gives her those eyes like, mm, yeah, right, whatever. And then, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You will. You will. And then uh, one Tobias Flenderson gets his. Um, oh. He, they add another peel. They add another layer to him to make him even more creepy. Yeah. Well, and and or in, creepy weird. and weird, weird. And then also, there's a lot of identifiability there because we've been oh yes. shy in the face sure. of someone we like, you Definitely. know, and, and, especially uh, with and, someone we work with. That yeah. would be, <clears throat> of yeah, course, that's, yeah. That's, that's some awkwardness too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I um, it's and and the scenes with him and Kevin. Yes. We get the good Kevin moments reacting Kevin. against Michael when yep. Michael's being uh, joking earlier. That's right. We get. He good use of everybody. Back. Even Meredith, she gets her scene. She, she doesn't get to say scene. anything. You know, just... that town smells like cheesesteaks. Great oh, yeah. delivery. Love yeah. it. Oh yeah, she does say that. I forgot about that. And I love that too because is that when? That's when Angela freaks out and says that town is full of history. She defends Philadelphia. Yeah, I know. She just, I think it was really played like she was. She thought she was pregnant. Or something like that. Like she was. You're right. Because she's so defensive about ever. Like she's really emotional. She's kind of emo- overly. Cause she, yeah, she's a bitch, and that's true. She's normal, but she was really, you know, when she's, you know, bitching at Dwight, like, you know, whatever, you want to go, ARM, yeah, you know, like <clears throat> don't monkey me. <laughs> and some of that, I felt like it was, it's still applicable, just at the idea that they were at a place in the relationship where there was uncertainty, and yeah. she was just having an emotional <laughs> moment with any, which anyone that could have, you know, and you know what, she, she could have been having a day, yeah, could have yeah, been that exactly, too. yeah. But I, but that doesn't surprise me that that was. Um, I mean that that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Because we never really seen her be so like that before and there was really exactly. no ex- explanation behind it. Yeah, on, only that they had been together. Right. And that we knew that there was problems under the surface. True. You know. True. Well, I, you know, they're they're both prone to what does Pam say? They're both prone to unpleasantness. Yeah, unpleasantness. unpleasantness <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So there is that reason too, I suppose. I couldn't do that to Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't get the uh, so they introduce the Stanford people, and then we don't get except for Josh. Yeah, we don't really get to see uh, Ed Helms or Rashida Jones. We don't see one. them at all. We only see Josh. Jim's on the road, <clears throat> and and good use of Josh. We get uh yeah uh, we get that comparison to where of course he is very business minded. Him and Jim, even just in the way they dress they compared dress. to Dwight and Michael. You notice that? Like, oh yeah. It, it was it was more business like, but man, I don't know. Like they had the white shirt, the white the, shirt, and the untucked. Uh huh. They un, they unbutton their second. Oh, they do. They unbutton. They're showing. <laughs> they're showing that them them off. Let letting them breathe. They, they let their things breathe. Exactly. So. <laughs> but yes, in the way they even interact, and just the more business like that they are, obviously. I mean, yeah. everybody and their mother is more business like than Michael could ever be. And but and Michael and Dwight have their matching gray polos. Matching gray polos and they definitely don't look as say, you know, like not quite as refined. Not quite as refined. Exactly. Yeah. Good point. Good you know point. that Josh and Jim just look a little bit like I, I felt like I looked I was looking at the money, you know? Right. You know yeah. both yeah. both in terms of like a salary, but mm-hmm. but like the what's the movie? Um, you know, uh uh swingers. Swingers. So you look you look oh, money. Look you money. Know, you know, oh, that kind gotcha. of shit. You know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's a bigger market, like uh, Dwight said. Yeah, and Jim made a, made a sale of forty thousand. Yeah, and I love the, <laughs> shut up that that shock on on Dwight in that yeah. scene where he's like cold. Yeah, feeling outdone and and you know outclassed. Okay. And then and then he automatically he goes to even like a littler kid. Well, I did it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh-huh. does that so well. It's so good. Well, and he does that, that, that you know that that classic thing, that childlike thing, where you will just attempt to do like a revisionist history and oh, just yeah. change. No, that's not what it was. It was this. Even if people yeah. know, even I if know. it's provable, even if it was seen, 
and, <laughs> on tape. <laughs> yeah, and, and we get Dwight doing that there, but Michael does that the whole damn episode. We get that yeah. in sometimes like the phone situation where he's oh like, my oh, god, you know, oh yeah, I'm checking my email too. Oh wait, yeah, you guys know this isn't an email phone. Oh, I just knew, knew. you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I just, I just knew she's the <laughs> yeah. He just yeah. changed the whole dynamic because he just knows Jan that well. Yeah, exactly. Oh god, <laughs> so. So funny. And we get that. We get that sort of awkward, doesn't know how to handle himself in public kind of Michael a lot. Definitely. He's really trying to put on a, he's putting on a fake face for pretty much the whole, the first whatever, 20, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's only until the end when he's just completely defeated Mm -hmm. and in his party by himself, then he's just, it's gone. Yeah. Completely gone. But he does, he does, he does, he does a good job of it. And actually... We get business acumen, Michael, come out a little oh, bit. And it really, again, just great use of the story storytelling there, the way that they have that fall into place. The paper airplane game yeah. falls apart, and falls he's apart. left talking to the hammer mill guy. Yep. They even managed to incorporate that talking head scene where he's talking about how him yeah. and Jim aren't going to work. Yeah. You know, yeah, long-distance relationships don't work. He's having his breakup speech about Jim. <laughs> With... And then the camera pans, and Evan from Hammermill is there. That's so true. Yeah. So can should I begin? You know. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. And they're both drinking like Cosmos. Uh-huh, I guess yeah. I would assume instead of a party, he's having a business meeting. But a business and, and meeting. Sure enough, in the next scene we see him with Jan and Josh and Jim. He's closed the deal. He closed the deal. And, and that's with with his with his Hawaiian shirt swag that he got. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> next time you'll sauce. estimate me. Yeah. <laughs> estimate. <clears throat> That's just, and it's just such a, so great. and we haven't gotten to the business trip yet. Cause that comes after uh, Michael and Holly break up the, uh, where he goes to Canada. Yeah. Yes. And we see that same thing there. That same Michael at the end, we see this defeated snippy, yeah. um, yeah. you know, childlike, but also having been successful. Uh huh. He closes the deal with Henry Mill, but he's being a real shit to yeah. Jan and Josh yeah. and, and then we see it in that season five episode where he's telling David, oh, yeah, we got the deal. We can do this. Was, <laughs> yeah. The, the trip sucked, David. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like the, the business was secondary always yeah. to him, at least. Yeah. In, in those instances. But in always in instances where he can do the business. Right. Does it well. He's making Does his company well. money. He's, he does he's, make it well. He's doing it right. That's but true. He, but he's, he's, yeah. that's not what matters to him. Yeah. He just it, wants to make out with Jan in, in the Chili's parking lot. <laughs> This is a, this That's is a something we haven't thing. seen in him. Yeah, it's not not so far because we're seeing a Michael who is literally gifted. Mm-hmm. He's a gifted businessman to the point of where he doesn't even saying. care. <laughs> right. <laughs> what am I? What I'm not sure if it's gifted. Maybe it is in that one in way. In that one way, I, I suppose. I Whenever mean, they decide, yeah, mm-hmm. in that one way, when he's sort of. Well, he's been, he has, he was a successful salesman. Yeah. Yeah, because we have to go back and and realize that, I suppose. And at the point where he, he, it almost seems, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Effortless. Yes. Yes. Think about it. He's, he's more concerned with his breakup with Jim. Uh Uh-huh. And he, and he's. Yeah, and and not being as cool as Josh. He's tolerating the hammer mill guy. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, yeah. There's another one, too. I mean, at least in, in, in the Chili's before the incident in the parking lot that you mentioned, yes. uh, we saw him very skillfully very, not playing um, Tim Meadows' character, but definitely no. emotionally... Um, leveling. Leveling, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, appealing to mm-hmm. his character. Mm-hmm. And this time, we almost had a Michael that was just like, all right, well, this is what I need. Yeah, or when even after the paper uh, airplane disaster, he just happens to be at the hammer mill station, and the guy's like, so... Mm-hmm. And he's like, he comes up to him, and Michael's just like, yeah, okay, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just 
falls back asswards into this deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and out of nowhere. And then closes it. And then closes it like nothing, you know, you know, after generating interest for his party. Mm-hmm. And um, the most awkward party you can think of. Which is, is, is nice. It is a nice victory for him along the way because we have seen a Michael who has is by this point defeated by the, the failings of his attempt to build a relationship with Jim. Yes. And is generally mocked, more or less, throughout the whole episode. Basically, and lied to uh, to his face <clears throat> by Josh, uh, as we'll find out later, how he... he he's going to find a place for him. How he's going to find a place for him. You know, if we, <clears throat> if we get your branch, then we're going to find a place for you. Yeah. And then, you know, he even looks at the camera after he says that, I like... I love that Michael Jack at, Like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. He's like, motherfucker, I'm going to be fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't <laughs> have to do shit for me. You don't have to for do me. shit for me. <laughs> like, I've been in this paper game for... Well, 12 years. And I think I think anyone, I think, you know, we, we've both worked in, in corporate environments and business environments. And that, whether or not there was any legitimate interest in, in hiring him if the option should arise, right. that to me was just a power move. That was just Josh trying to assert, like, yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be move. a boss still and you're yeah. not. And Translation. I want to re- remind you. Yeah. You know. You know but I'll, they all, you know, kind of patting him on the back. Like, yeah. I know, once you know, we're going to have a space for you. Yeah. Like, but, I know I've already but won this. But really saying, yeah. yeah. I know I've already won this and you're shit. Exactly. But hey, I'm going to give you a reach around after yeah. you, know, you get um, yeah. screwed. Yeah. When, when you're getting screwed. When you have to, when you have to move to Stanford. Mm-hmm. So, so that that was um yeah. you know it and it was good to see Michael not care, you know that to really blow it off like what is this shit you yeah. know, <clears throat> you know. I'm here in my fun jeans. I'm gonna be fine. Well, and the, I mean we see the way that Michael thinks of Josh with the stuff like you know is he funnier than me? You know Josh, yeah. the yes. poor man's Michael Scott as he's known around my apartment. <laughs> so great. Does he have two girlfriends? Because no. I do, basically. Yeah. Oh. And I love that. I have that. two. <laughs> I love that he's still willing to hold on to the idea that Jan is his girlfriend, even oh, yeah. after he has the conversation with Jan, stating that Carol is his girlfriend and nothing can happen between the two of them. Exactly. Trying to, you know, trying to play the adult. Like every woman who has shown any interest in him at all is yeah. his girlfriend. <laughs> That's all it takes. Well, they never technically broke up. I guess. So, right? you know, in his mind, oh, she's still, you know, it's his New York girl and yeah. his local flavor, like yeah. he said uh-huh. he has. Yep. And it never it never quite ended. And and how he tries to play the adult, like, thank you for being so strong. Yeah. Oh, and God. Just, Immediately after she says, step away from me, Michael, the fact that he will be, have, be told a direct line, like, go away, and he will ignore it and immediately spin it into a thing where he's being you know he's she's you know she's being strong you know and dealing with he's just he's like i know you're i know you're just putting on this face yeah like no matter what she could say thank you for being so brave being so brave oh we're gonna get through this together don't you worry yeah he bewilders her so much in this episode well the time that she's on at least with the estimate me and jan's look right after that Mm mm-hmm Melora Harden is so good at that expression. Just it was like kind of confusion, and then just like what? Like dealing with the biggest idiot you know, who's also doing good for you, right? Like what? A, oh, yeah, man. being forced to uh, recognize some that there is some talent there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty much the last thing she wants to do. And and every time you are reminded of said talent, it's immediately followed up with why a reminder why you needed to be reminded there's talent. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. He he just kind of can't help himself, you see. And uh 
But he's trying to put on a brave face and, you know, trying to get to the bottom of why Jim left him because yeah. it's family and friends. And we really do see where he goes through a breakup there with, with his moments with Evan, with the, the talking head moment before that. Like, he, yeah. he, he, yeah. he seems to think that he has to say goodbye to Jim. He seems legitimately hurt in his own yeah. warped way. Absolutely. You, whether it was... Because he... The man has no self... Well... His self-esteem is nil to none. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so obviously when Jim leaves, it's got to be something about him. Yeah. And, why, and how he wasn't, you know, a good boss or whatever he did. Yeah. Be something. Because, yeah, because Jim, Jim gives the, the reasons, which actually aren't true. Mm-hmm. Because we know the real reason he left is Pam. Yeah. But he's like, you know, opportunity, but, you know, all this, you know. And, I, why. and those are legitimate reasons for many people. And, and, I, and, and Michael's like, yeah, those are just words. And Exactly. And then they immediately pan back to Jim, look, you know, look at camera. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, no, that's those yeah. are good reasons. They're, they're really legitimate reasons. <laughs> but no, it, cannot, it couldn't be that. It's yeah. got to be about me. Well, yeah, and that's what it is, is that Michael was ready to say those are just words before he even asked the question. To, uh, this yeah. is another example of Michael really thinking that scenes play out in a certain way, yeah. like you've seen on the movies, yeah. than it is about that is a, an interaction with people is an interaction with people. We saw that in Casino Night with the way yeah. Toby was not supposed to call. Right. You know, when the minute right. Michael went all in, everyone was supposed to react like, ooh. Right. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah, he <clears throat> seems like there's a set structure to certain situations. Yeah, 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 exactly. And life does not work that way. Yeah, but he really, whether it's from TV or, or what, he seems to have this idea that you you have to follow those rules. Yes, yes. Which is why you get interactions with Michael where where people don't feel like they're being heard or, or listened to, you know, and, and yeah. why some of that stuff, like, you know, that moment with Jan where she's to step away from me, Michael. Mm-hmm. The fact that he doesn't, especially nowadays where we talk about uh, the, 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 the social politics that are going on, mm-hmm. that's sort of a real bad choice. You know, if if someone yes. is legi- legitimately saying that you're making them uncomfortable in that right. direct a fashion, you need to walk the fuck away. If Michael was smarter than we know he is, yeah, this would all this would all come off very creepy. Yeah, exactly. This I could mean, totally be like a Me Too kind of thing. Sure. You know, like this is a guy who's not respecting personal space. He's right. not acknowledging the the truth of the situation. I've told him. He, Several times that this is not this is not going anywhere, mm-hmm. and he's not listening to me. Yeah, and still referring to me as his girlfriend as his in girlfriend. certain context. Right. I mean, you know, right. Jan would have a very legitimate case for some serious HR issues. Yeah, so. and it's uh, it's amazing that she sort of didn't uh, maybe move on that yeah perhaps yeah. yeah i mean and of course and, and not that hr just became an issue in the last few years i mean obviously we've had people who have gone yes. t- taken down people from their mistakes yes uh before and rightfully so mm-hmm. and it's uh so the fact that this didn't is is only defended by like you said his stupidity <laughs> Thank God for that stupidity. His true... Childlike, horrible, wonderful stupidity. Yeah. Just utter lack of knowledge. Naivete. I don't know how many different <clears throat> like excuses, but they are true. Yeah. And and the good fortune that he had to have people who saw that. Because if right. he didn't have Jan Levinson, if he didn't have David Wallace, if he didn't have mm-hmm. um, people that seemed to understand that the whole staff of, of the Scranton branch. Yes. People who understood that he was not trying to be a jerk. You know? Right. Was not. He's just not that trying guy. To. He's just that guy. Yeah. He's that his own guy <clears throat> that you can't sort of pigeonhole with other people. Yeah. Who may be doing that maliciously. That that good faith in his yes. intent yes. just saved his ass <laughs> and his business acumen. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. 
now that we look at how David Wallace's character ended up, it had to go that way, really. Mm-hmm. He had to have that understanding with Michael. Yeah. Because otherwise, he wouldn't have. Michael would not have lasted two days. Exactly. Yeah, and and I think too that you know you want to touch on David Wallace, although we barely know him. Well, but he did. <clears throat> he. I think the first hint of that was when he was like after Michael played the faces of Scran in the video, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Okay, <clears throat> thank you, Michael. Thank you, Mike. Okay, yeah. like he kind of understood at that point. He understood who he was dealing he, with. He saw the heart in yeah. that same episode. We're talking about Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. In the same episode, he there was that great scene we've talked about a couple times since then about him de- defending Jan. And, and mm-hmm. apologizing for his comments about their relationship. Right. Uh, and, and you saw David appreciating Michael's willingness to yes. jump in front of the bullet. Yes. As it were, as a and, metaphor. And just try to be, try to at least, we know he's not be telling the truth, but appearing to tell the truth. Yeah. You know, trying to be a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. Stand-up, yeah. you know, worker. Yeah. Be level, level with the boss. Made a mistake, come in clean, yeah. and, and definitely do not fire or get her in trouble. This is a situation that is on me, mm-hmm. you know, which, which is cool. And, and for anyone who's thrown themselves in front of a situation like that, you know, that it, there's, it's, it, there's a sense of honor there. Like we're yeah. just doing the right thing at the right moment because yeah. shit's going down and you don't want to see a bunch of people suffer, especially if you feel like a, the mistake was on your shoulders. Right. I mean, the guy has character. He definitely for all of character. his flaws. I mean, he, ex- he exemplifies character sometimes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so and he largely does, and, and and honestly, besides people who are attempting to wrong him, who he's willing to fight back against, you got your Charles Minor in season five. Yes, you've got um, someone and, and and Dwight, who he just has that antagonistic relationship with because he he's annoyed by him. Uh, we do see Michael act honorably we in do. most situations. Most situations, maybe we too do. much so sometimes. Maybe you know, yeah. <laughs> telling Jan how strong she is. Yeah, you know, it, it, sometimes it's a misplaced. Yeah. Uh, but in any ways, I don't know. It's a, yeah, it's a good guy. He is an idiot, though. He is an idiot. I, I mean, mean, we saw that in the cold open this week, where where he's do. talking about adopting a child. Oh, one of my, one of my favorite cold opens. Yeah, it really showcases both of these actors. Oh, Pam's reaction, the way she keeps him on the tracks with the the cost of it. With the cost, oh, or, or or not adopt. Yeah, yeah, or no. Yeah, and and the, the camera work is so great too. And they they really have they're hitting their they're hitting their timing marks all the time. Like mm-hmm. they they perfectly go Pam back go back to Pam and she goes or not adopt yeah and and it does and it happens again within the scene i can't remember what it was but yeah they're <laughs> well and that's a loaded cold open in that dialogue too the way that we could talk about the price and the you know yes. maybe you find a less expensive baby <laughs> yeah yeah less expensive no he goes a cheap no he says cheaper and then he looks at the camera again and goes less expensive <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then of Don't course the, the waiting time which is the linchpin oh. final punchline which the uh eight, was it yeah eight months, eight or, months? Uh, i don't even know if i want a baby that yeah. that that's the second one probably won't yeah <laughs> <laughs> and she has the they pan back to her and she's kind of doing that little thing with her mouth like mm, I don't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how do i talk him out of this now it's the next example of her looking out for him yeah because she knows it's like you know it's sort of um like later on when he's trying to start a fire in the in, oh, the, in the parking lot. And he's yeah. trying to come up with ideas on how to propose to Holly. Uh-huh. You know, it's sort of the, fir- it's the first versions of that. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. And, and, him out well, and we him. saw that last season with the, the way he, she'll do a second ter- take on every phone call. Right. Because he gets it better the second time through, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, just helping him out. Yeah. Here and there. Don't have a baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but for, for those of us who don't really watch Oprah, that was a perfect kind of subject title because Angelina, cause Angelina Jolie was on there. And it was sort of like, okay, yeah, that would be something like that was happening on that show. Yeah. And and, mm. and, and 
And I love how Michael, he has, he does have a, a sensitive side to him because he's watching Oprah. Oh, yeah. Well, and that totally sounds like Michael to get caught up in, in, in some kind of zeitgeist and get excited about yeah. that he, all he thinks people are into, like yeah. watching Oprah, like learning about Angelina Jolie's babies when they were in that mode where they seem to have a bunch of kids. Well, he does want to have kids. He we does. know he, we yeah. know he's the little kid lover. Uh-huh. And, of course, we know on Halloween how much he was just trying to please those kids. Trying to please a them. A season after firing a couple of people. Yeah, or, by or Just one person, excuse me. But, mm, but yeah. Yeah. But still, uh, but he, he we, we do get to see his soft side as um, ridiculous mm-hmm. as he's trying to. I, I love the, the look on it when he realized like eight months. I'm only kidding, eight months. Yeah, I just oh. love that little realization. Yeah, well, and I, and, and I, that's the I don't know that he 100% realizes that <laughs> like he'll have to have the kid forever. Like that he will still have the kid. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like the, the, yeah, yeah, like that that he has to keep the kid way longer than eight months. You know, so it's, it's like, like a rent. He thinks it's like a rental. Yeah, like I, I just. <laughs> it's, it's Maybe in really, his mind, that's what adopt means. Yeah, exactly. He has that. Um, he, like a temporary thing until I'm I'm done. He thinks right. it's a foster kid, maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah. so. Yes, that yes. he's not going to adopt. Maybe so. He's the worst foster parent ever. <laughs> ever. I was thinking that this was sort of one of those cold opens that has nothing to do with the episode, and really, from a I guess from the plot standpoint, it, it's true. Yeah. But although, but as an over, overarching, it does there are it is relatable because he is lonely. Mm-hmm. He's still lonely. It's shown. Yeah. You know, you never seen a more lonelier man at a party. With this, with with uh, you know, uns uh, music going well, my and Michael's short sightedness in his quest for companionship. Yes, he's trying to find shortcuts. Yeah, and to to friendship. Yeah, which look at how he still sees Jan as his girlfriend. Look at how the minute Jim shows any kind of friendship back, he's touched. Yes, to the point where he, the minute Jim says, "Now we're friends," Michael says, "Best, Best friends." friends. It just grabs onto you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which like, yeah, go ahead. we we you know you see that in people you, in various ways, and Michael is nothing but turning that same idea up to eleven, and then some. <laughs> and I love that that cold open, and then we get a couple scenes immediately after where we do get some Michael and Dwight in the office, which is nice. Yeah, we get Michael and, oh, and Ryan as he's yes, packing, Ryan. talking about all the stuff he needs for the booze-filled sex romp, fun jeans, fun jeans, which we've learned about, which is great. <laughs> Did we? Did they already do the cold open with the with the fun jeans? With the, no, with the uh, with the dry with the dry clean jeans. Yeah, that was Michael's birthday. Okay, so last this season. was yeah. So this was the second time we've got our. So we get a reminder. So yeah. we get the stone washed full on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And then him wearing those later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I love that Michael's idea, and that's. I think that's a thing. Like we all sort of still hang on to some of the fashion that we got into when we were at a certain age, sure. I, I maybe t- late teens, maybe twenties, twenty sure. late twenties. I don't know, but maybe. Michael very clearly was a kid in the eight. Uh, you know, growing up yeah. in the eighties. You know, eighties. So <laughs> he he stuck with those. Oh yeah. Some people some people just they they find one fashion that works for them and they go with that. I don't recommend it for that. No, no, I think you got to adapt. I think he needs to, to adapt. Evolve. He needs to do a lot of adapting, but especially clothes wise. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But we got we got some good Michael moments in the office, which is yeah. great because we've got that side story about Pam's date. Yes, he goes David Brent on Pam. Like it's sort mm-hmm. of like a drive-by shooting. Him yeah. and Dwight, they just become knuckleheads out yeah. of nowhere because after after all this softening and seriousing of Michael's character a little bit. He just goes like, oh, you know what you should wear? Yeah. Your wedding dress. Oh, yeah. From that utterly yeah. inappropriate stuff, the we comments about her boobs. Yeah. You know, you let those yeah. puppies breathe. Those, or... Yes, yes. And Dwight's just right by him, sycophanty. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just, uh, you know, uh, yeah, wear your veil. 
and and you know Pam's horrified face is just right there and mm-hmm. just doesn't know what to say and then he has to ask her about Jim adding insult to injury yeah and that's when we get a great moment where we get this the camera catching her sort of having a, a moment in a look where it just that you know she's thinking about him yeah yeah she kind of can't breathe yeah that's the way she sort of looks mm-hmm. as she's sort of like uh, and then she says the um and then they do the um um yeah write that down um, play it um, off yeah play it and off scene. and it, scene a great way to sort of naturally it, it's such a, a great scene because you Okay, so imagine we're a person watching the documentary, and the, they're following the most exciting thing in the scene, mm-hmm. Dwight and Michael. It's a um, 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 mm-hmm. and they follow them out, and that's mm-hmm. the end of that. Mm-hmm. But um, for those of us with the, the, the knowledge of everything behind the scenes with Jim and Pam, that moment with Pam is the real impactful thing mm-hmm. in that scene, which is really neat mm-hmm. the way they did that. Mm-hmm. I like they, they just focused right in on her, mm-hmm. just sort of frozen. And we'll see the the similar moment with Jim at the convention when Michael's on the phone with Pam. Yep. He has a moment where they he... They both have deer in the headlights. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yes, because Michael's just sort of the in-between random, hey, say hi to Pam, have fun on your date. And, and another word we've come back to again and again on the show is organic. And it is an organic way that he does it because with Michael, it's just these are people in his family his that world. he thinks are a, a unit. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Jim and Pam are friends. Hey, you want me to say hi to Jim? Yeah. Hey, oh, well, hey, Pam, what's up? You know, like, yeah. I mean, it's it's totally, it makes sense for yes. that character to be that role in these other characters' story. Yeah, because that's happened, at least back when we used to use phones all the time. Yeah, exactly, say, right? Tell her I said, hey, hey. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, yeah. So, yes, a very organic crisscrossing mm-hmm. of strangers in the night. And and, and good, good way, because yeah. think about it, really... Here's what we get in the Jim and Pam storyline. We have that conversation with Michael and Pam. We have the Michael answering the phone in Jim's presence yes. at the convention. Yes. And then we have the scene at the very end where Jim comes clean about why he left. Yes. That's all our Jim and Pam this episode. Yes. And what, good God, for a group of people who are on the edge of their seats watching this for the first time, mm-hmm. to see, to be getting fed those pellets. And what great use of those moments and how frustrating that must be for anyone who was watching this. It was like, when are we going to get some progress on this? Can't, yeah, because everyone's left high and dry. Yeah. Because they're all separated mm-hmm. at this point. And, and last episode, we got very few answers besides just the what happened. Mm-hmm. But we don't know what's next. Mm-mm. And in this one, we may have gotten that because we have Jim finally coming clean and essentially saying, I asked, she said no. I'm done. Yeah, twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah, she yeah. shot him down, and and that's. Or he put it on. He put it on the line. Yeah, he yeah. put it on the line that's twice, what, and yeah. she said no yeah. twice. Yeah, and that's what's great is we finally get Jim, just telling us. He's telling Michael. He's telling us, this is where I'm at. Yeah, you know. By by through Michael, we're getting the information. Yeah, exactly. And, and he finally admits it, which you realize he kind of, he had all these other reasons that he says. But he wasn't really gonna go. He wasn't gonna say that straight to the camera in yeah. a in a in a you know, what do we call these things? Talking head. And you know what else I, I thought was interesting it was that a, a probably more or less sober Jim is just coming clean with Michael, who he knows he can't trust in any greater sense. No. And even when Michael talks about, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to her for you. Yeah. Oh, Jim no. says no, and no. you have to do that, but he doesn't fight it. No. Yeah. It's, there's he a doesn't. sense of just. It's not like care. how it was on the booze crew. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. care. He's resigned. Very well. He's yeah. resigned, and she's already not getting married. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Yeah. He probably thinks, oh, she'll probably just go back to Roy eventually. Yeah. It's not going to. 
he even says that later on after they come back. He's really? like, I'm sure you guys will end up together. Yeah, he does make that comment. Like, I mean, maybe it'll work out. Yeah, maybe it'll work out, you know, maybe it'll work out. But he's resigned that it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And, and he already made his peace with it, and he already left. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, but you're right. It is that I've never thought about the, the difference between how Michael trying to keep the secret in the earlier episode and then knowing it now and, and then Jim's different reaction to it. Yeah. It's very, yeah, it's very telling. He doesn't, yeah, it's almost like he, like you say, resigned. He just doesn't have exactly. a, any fight about this. No. You want to, fine, you want to talk to her, you talk to her. Yeah, like you talk you. to her. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. She's, she'll end up with Roy again. We know it. Like, yeah. If she couldn't say yes to me then, she's not going to say yes to me now, even though that's not, and that's the tragedy. It's like, no, well, man, you're missing out. She totally, she would totally go she for might, it yeah. now. But at the same time, you got to respect the fact that Jim understood when he thought it was time to walk away. He's not going to harass her. He's right. not going to fight her on this. He, right. he wants her to be happy. He's not right. going to, he doesn't want to come off in the wrong way. True. He made, he stated his case. She yeah. said no. She said no. So. Yeah. You can't, you know, and that, you can't blame the guy. Not at all. I not mean, at all. I think that's, he really made the right choice. Yeah, he really and, did. And I think that's one of the things where. You know, we do see some Jim that is less than admirable. We saw him being a little whiny and self-serving last season. We oh, obviously with Dwight, we always see him being a bit of a bully. Well, you know, but you old know. old and old, old habits die hard. We do see that here. <laughs> but this was a really good moment from Jim. We're just like, okay, he was he's being the bigger man. He needs he, he was got to walk away. He was yes, which I like. But and That's you're good. right though. Going back to Dwight, we 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 have him trying to act like he's going to come clean and mm-hmm. or, or, or or choose a clean path or whatever. And that's behind him. Well, then Dwight opened his mouth. Exactly. And that's, it's on. <laughs> and Dwight really, he pressed the issue on this one. This, this, you know, oh, hey, how's it going? And st- you made any mm. sales yet? Just, just being, being Dwight. Being ultra Dwight. Yeah. And that, you know, maybe he didn't warn it. I'm not sure, but. You know, maybe it, it uh, maybe maybe Jim had some PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Being right. all those years in Scranton, he was just, triggered. Being he back was, around Dwight, he was totally triggered. And Which, who wouldn't be? Oh, and and he, his mind went uh, uh, directly for the room key. Mm-hmm. And it's not the first time he's going to do that later on. Um, well, no, never mind. I was thinking of Tallahassee. That's not true. That was a whole other thing. Oh God, There's some interesting moments in Tallahassee. Oh, there's many. I. Uh, but that's one of my favorite openings with the with the. Oh, then the, the hotel room. The, yeah, Jim got mixed up with some bad apples. Yeah, <laughs> that one. And then uh, there's nothing. The, the scene about the bed bugs. Where Jim's oh, talking that's about great. How yeah. they're all smug. smug. <laughs> and I had bed bugs at the time, to be honest with you. So that one really connected with me. Oh yeah, they're the worst. <laughs> oh, I killed them dead. Thank God they're Good gone. Job. They are smug assholes, though. They are. But I love how. And I love also how Jim immediately assumes upon entering Dwight's room that he had a hooker. Yeah. Because there's no way he has, he really has a girlfriend. Exactly. Because his mind obviously went toward that in the first place. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the idea that I love that moment too, because that's actually one of the few other Pam, Pam related moments we get when he's like, I got to tell, pa- I, tell oh, somebody. I gotta tell somebody. Oh, I, don't know who to tell. oh, I never noticed that. You're right. So yeah. he says, I got to tell Pat. He's about to say, "I got to tell Pam." <laughs> yeah. That's like vocalizing. That's that kind of harkens back to the last episode when they're they're both looking at, in in the places where they used to be. Yep. Whether yeah. they were in a meeting or you know when they were mm-hmm. in a meeting. Yeah. And yeah. The other one's not there. They still just he still has that connection to where she was his go to when something crazy or funny happened For about m- Dwight. Many years. Yeah. Many years. I mean, maybe you know in present day they could have just texted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. They need that connection. Well, and of course, uh, back in Scranton, Pam's on her date with Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. Which, 
Alan, they, they do a great job making Alan to where he's not like a terrible person or anything. No. But he's clearly just not very interesting. No. A, a little off putting. A little off putting. He doesn't look at her when he's talking to her. Yeah. Very just kind of kind of smug. Yep, exactly. Smudgeness. Yeah, well, and he, yeah, the, the whole, that he's a cartoonist like, idea. And like, he's like, so, and he kind of just brags, I don't brags is the right word, but sort of uh, says, you know, people, people say not to be edgy, but I just don't know any other way. Yeah, and you it's know, like you're like a local newspaper cartoonist, dude, you know? <laughs> just trying to, you know, just, I guess it is kind of braggadocious. Yeah. I mean, it's just not something that, I mean, Pam, obviously Jim has, Jim has uh, uh, confidence, enough yeah. confidence in spades, but... It is sort of a self-deprecating. All he always has the self-deprecating thing about him, and you know, he, so he rides that line. But this guy was just—I don't know—and the fa- added to the fact that they're in front of Kelly and Ryan, mm-hmm. who, oh man, have we get? We haven't had a lot no. of Kelly and Ryan, and we got oh, some great moments here. Did we ever? With her force feeding him ketchups yeah. and and <laughs> French fries and ketchup. Loves it. And then to the point of where he says, "I don't like ketchup," and she says he does, and then tells them he does. <laughs> The layers to that about what's going on in Kelly's head to where she thought that was acceptable. My God. Oh, lots of problems. What a trip. Lots of, uh, the, who would have thought those two might actually, and you know, they would ride it out for a long, they ride it out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ryan's, I mean, he goes back and forth on it because he'll just say, we're we're done. Yeah. <laughs> he can end it, but inevitably he just finds it. And then that's right because he has the one talking head eventually where he's just like, I don't know, I can't explain it. Uh huh. But they, Ryan has a couple little nice moments. How he, the opening with Michael when he's going over the list mm-hmm. and and uh, he's a reactionary character. This he is. Episode. He's completely reactionary. He never. Yeah. There hasn't been. Yeah, he's he hasn't been in center. Uh, no. involved in, in, in a I don't know the plot like the well and that'll carry through this lately. season yeah. and I think that's one of the the neat things about the the cliffhanger we got at the end of the finale coming yeah, up here yeah where so we, we do see a moment we get, we, we, we get we're gonna get a healthy dose of Ryan coming up exactly in the next season yeah, yeah well and I true. bet that was a fun um cliffhanger because just the idea that leaving the audience with oh what's happening with this guy all of a sudden I know yeah you know, that's like, pretty neat that was pretty neat it was pretty neat but uh, and then we we got the of course back in um, Philly we got the the friendship between Jim and Josh put on <sighs> yes and, and that's part of the whole Michael story with him dealing with the, his feeling of separation from Jim the idea friendship. that Jim and yeah. Josh are close close well they have that inside joke together yeah the shot of Midori shot of shot of Midori and, so uh, weird yeah and uh, <laughs> and, then, and yeah we're, we're, that sh- moment where Michael says um, I'd, an inside joke I'd love to be a part of one someday. <sighs> <laughs> The idea that he either truly never has or believes that he is that, that he has separated the idea of an inside joke yeah. from being a thing that just naturally happens. Right. Like it almost had to be planned. Like you had you have to earn it or something. Yeah. It's like that's the way he kind of talks about it. Yeah. It's sort of uh, love to be. That's the way I read it. To one day least. to have a friend and find a moment where we could share, share a joke inside. or something that we were the only... And just like, you've never... I mean, I, we could probably I watch think, the show and point out one even. Sh- exactly. I don't think I don't think he understands what one is. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. Yeah. He doesn't know the term. It's not like, just his... And he's trying to like play off like, oh, I know what an inside joke is. No, you don't. The crossroads between his insecurity and his ignorance. His ignorance. It's yeah. really... It's mystifying and, and so well played by Steve Carell. I mean, yeah. he shines this episode. Oh, yeah. He's at the yeah. center. 
Yeah, and I mean, we've talked so much about Again. it, but the characters finding their footing, and they all have by this point. They know who they are. Well, and man, Steve may be best straight. of all. Oh, of <laughs> course. Yeah. Well, he's so. the he's the man. We so. see our uh, Michael Scott definition. Our, um, you know, I, I I don't know what we, we what we've been calling them, but our um, you know the city's so nice. They named it twice. Manhattan is the other name. Yes. About the bus. Oh yes, the bus. The bus. Who, why do they call him that? Because he's, he's afraid, afraid to fly. fly. <laughs> not True. only wrong, not only weird, but because it's sort of a mix between what he knows about. You said his name is yeah. Jerome Bettis, Jerome Bettis yeah, and um, John Madden. Yeah. Who's afraid that's, to fly? Oh, that's right. Well, yeah. see, you got that, and I totally forgot about that. Yeah, well, I saw that online. I can't take credit that's, for it. That's but okay, I, I saw but that's that great. Analysis, but that's but... that is funny. Yeah, because John Madden, that's a big yeah, thing. Is that's he... right? Because that's why he had the bus. Because yeah. he couldn't fly. He didn't want to fly. Wow. It's, and that's that's uh, throwing in the football. Uh, you know, Michael took stuff. the the few football facts he had and managed to put them all together. Such a random cameo, too. But I get it. You know, he's he played in Pittsburgh. Like it's totally plausible he would yeah. be at this. But this, you know, that. But they do that too because I remember we would have um, previous jobs at like conventions. They oh would yeah, have, they would have football stars or just mm-hmm. people, you know, attractions to come out and see him. Yeah, because you know, not yeah. only you know when when these salesmen hit the floors and all these these companies are, are bidding for their time. You know, I've seen it at conventions too. Yeah. They're, they're trying to get you to pay them some attention. Sure. And the swag is part of it. Oh, you know, yes. I can't tell you, I remember going to oil and gas conventions oh, and yes. get, coming home with flash drives and stuff. Oh that yeah. Were, this is part of my job. This yeah. is what I do at my job yeah. is, is to buy the swag and come up with the swag. Come up with what's going to yes. be this year. It's and that, fun. and people love that shit. Oh yeah, they do. Know? They eat that up. Yeah. And they I, their baggies and I still anything free. Come, exactly. Know, it's all free. Yeah. Mike, Michael made his apartment is completely, made up of the swag decorated by his swag <laughs> and sure swag. enough he's wearing the, the window shirt and the oh, meeting at the end immediately he's all about the swag yeah he's a little more uh all about it than most of us are yeah <laughs> but it's such a random it is a random kind of cameo and i love at least uh they make it work and i love they throw him in at the end they throw jerome bettis at the end when michael's doing his little soliloquy about how about friendships and can't mm-hmm. be forced and they have this picture they have this video of Jerome Bettis just looking like kind of like what yeah <laughs> like, and you know that was like him after they left like who the hell was that yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to your party don't tell people I'm going yeah. to your party <laughs> yeah, a lot of, can I tell people you're going to be there no <laughs> no you cannot <laughs> no you can't <laughs> okay all right, fine and the party of course is such a great metaphor for the the, the feeling of loneliness and isolation he's feeling uh, yeah, to the point of it's where there. we we see him finally collapsed and 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 depressed and upset when Jim finally shows up. Yeah, we got him alone in his room. The lights are playing. The girls gone, gone wild. Girls <laughs> gone wild. Which uh, who sings that? Was I it? don't know. I didn't look it up. I have to look oh, it up. Man. Damn it! I know. Uh, I'll look it up again. But, but that's such a great moment. We get yeah. him uh, yeah. finally breaking down a little bit and telling Jim he's frustrated and yeah. what's better. And that's yeah. when we get Jim opening up about Pam. Uh-huh. And then it all w- wraps up with the hammer mill guy showing yep. up for the party. Yep. You know, because because yep. Evan's trying to close that deal, mm-hmm. so he's got to be there. Mm-hmm. And, we and then get... we get the and then the other random guys there. Yeah. Yeah. And. But, you know, that was probably the extent of that party, I'm going to say. Oh, right absolutely. Now. Yeah, there, was, there uh, was four people over the course of a night, and Jim was one of them. <laughs> Girls Gone Wild by Captain Ahab. Captain Ahab. So download that. Download that one. YouTube it. Whatever you got to do. Maybe we'll be back with that as the theme song in Get. season four. Yeah. You know yeah. you love it. You know you love it. All right. Fantastic. All right. I don't know if I just 
fucked up some copyright there. I don't think no, so. We were not that, making any money off this. This is true. I'm not. I can tell you that for sure. <laughs> but man, we, we we did miss the freedom fries. Remember oh, when yeah. freedom fries were a thing? Yeah, exactly. About that then. Like, well, and that's the beauty of it. We're talking about a 2006 episode that's referencing something that came to a headlines in 2001. Yes. Shortly after 9/11. <laughs> yes. Because of uh, uh, France's uh, unwillingness to deal with some of the re- reciprocation to or um, yes. uh, Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yes, it was. Um, you know, it, but that was. Um, Oh God! What was his name? Was oh, was it a senator or somebody? No, no, no. Who's Pam's date? Oh, Alan. Alan. Alan Yeah, that was Alan's way of um, being edgy. Yeah, yeah. Talking about something five years later. (laughs) More freedom fries. I love it, and I also liked how Pam kind of got out gracefully in Mm -hmm. that. You know, she just kind of did the move where you go to the bathroom, you don't walk out with the person, yeah, let them go, yeah. And um, her, you know, wasn't a love connection, you know. And she has the part where she says, you know, I think when I when I like someone, I'll just kind of know. Yeah. And Michael actually says that in his ending soliloquy. He um, mm-hmm. he says the same thing. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I, don't, I don't need a lot of friends. Not me. You know, you can't force relationships. You know, when you like somebody, you know, you'll know. Yeah. So I kind of like the little echo that they did on each other. There. Well, and that's another example of how they, they, the plot was Michael. The plot was Michael's relationship with Jim. But the real plot was Pam and Jim, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that was the that was the uh, that's the long game right now. Yeah, and it's going to be the long game for this awesome season that's that's coming up. Yeah, yeah, really, and it's going to build a lot. I mean, it is. It's uh, so great, great yeah. episode. Yeah, great episode. Loved it. I'll, um, I'll throw out the first final thoughts. Yeah, uh, final thought. Yeah, do it. I uh, really just like like we've been saying this one just really seemed to connect today, it's and a, it's yeah. a good one. Uh, yeah. Second episodes have consistently been really high quality on this show. Yeah. Uh, they do a good job of after hitting you with the the big stuff and the shock factors in that first episode, just giving you something to really strap in and enjoy these characters. Yeah, and we got it in spades. We did, we did from all of them. Economically used the time again, mm-hmm. gave everybody their kind of moment to shine. Yeah, I guess. Well, Oscar's gone, obviously. Yep, he's yeah, that's his, true. He's on his vacation. Which and and you gotta you gotta be sure the writers appreciated that being able to to focus on slightly less and get more out of them. You know, yes. So, which is cool. Yeah, it's very, it's very cool. This was a saw. This was a great pickup where they left off, uh, moving the story forward for each of the relationships. Mm-hmm. And um, even though they're all disjointed, they all they all still connected in some way. And taking them out, I love. Like I said, I love when they take them out of the office and they get to interact with the real world. Yeah. You know, even Jerome Bettis. Yeah. Right. And we get to see like. It's sort of a reminder, like, yeah, these guys are. This is crazy. This is, you know, because when you're when you're in the office a lot, uh, in that office universe, mm-hmm. things can seem not so crazy. Then you get to see, like, oh yeah, yeah. put <laughs> them with a Josh, put <laughs> them with Jerome Bettis, exactly. put them with Evan from Hammer Mill. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But uh, great episode overall. No, com- no complaints from me. It's just continuing the snowball of the excellence that's going to follow. Yeah, just really yeah. still building. Mm-hmm. Great. Did you have trivia this week? I did have trivia for one. If you want, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, question number one, uh, when, uh, who, oh, who was on Oprah after they adopted a baby? Angelina Jolie. Yes, she was. Uh, number two, how many, um, oh, wait a minute. Oh yeah. How many packs of condoms did Michael pack? Two. Eh. Oh, three. Oh, yeah. We, we got our hopes. next yes too. And I guess Jim and Evan and Evan's friend from Hammermill. <laughs> 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 I think they're going to be some cute couples. Oh my God, you're right. No, I don't, I don't. no it's funny though. Like, I mean, the numbers work. <laughs> They're at the end. It was a wild party. It does. It was wild. We didn't see the rest of it. Right. Just saying. Uh, what does swag stand for? Stuff we all get. That's right, kids. Man. 
Number four, what kind of phone is the mascot that Michael Scott invites to room 308? Was it a Motorola? It was a Blackberry. Ah, Blackberry. Okay. Yes. Yeah, he's like, and he's he's pushing pushing his buttons, literally. And the way he says, uh, (laughs) great to see you again, like you saw him last year or whatever it was, you know? Well, you know, I have a, yeah, they also use the camera in that moment to reveal who he's talking to afterwards. Yeah. You know, to that was great. Perfect. Yeah. I kind of did that a couple times. I love that he thinks that Matt, that mascot role is like a, a recurring job. Right. Like the guy can, keeps that <laughs> job year after year. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay, last one. Uh, oh, what kind of drink uh, does Michael pick for Jim? Uh, a Cosmo. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I love that Jim just does not care. Like, Cosmo, sure. You know, he doesn't seem to – he just wants to <laughs> – have the drink. Have this conversation with Michael. Let's sure. Get, get this word. Get it, it over with. Yeah. Oh, and I have one last question, and we'll spurn something that we didn't talk about. Uh, sure. Who does Michael think Jim should talk to about Pam? Roy. Of course. Of course, you would understand. You know. That was exactly. Man. <laughs> so, anything else? Uh, no. Michael's still an idiot, but I love him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I love the guy. And he, he pushing the boundaries more than ever, like that moment with Jan. But um, oh, we're gonna see more of fun yeah. with Jan coming up. Pretty soon, if yeah. I remember right. Um, yes. Uh, I, what's what is? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the next one is. But I know. Where are we going next? I have no idea. I I, I don't know. I, Let's look it so, up. So many episodes in this whole damn thing. I just can't and, remember. And, and I just be, know that um, there's going to be a a showdown of uh, branches, so to speak, coming up. Exactly. We are going to um, have uh, quite the yes the the deal coming up with um not yeah. only the all the new faces that we met last week in That's scranton right. but more yeah. with jan more with jan it's uh definitely something crazy oh i think we got a little call of duty coming up if i'm not mistaken uh i think that's exactly uh, <laughs> what we got coming up so uh so brian oh, no. thank you again you are welcome sir and we want to thank you guys for listening to the people persons paper podcast we will be back yeah. next week where we're learning how to use a sniper rifle Dunder Mifflin, <laughs> Girl Scout Wild. Yeah, do a do a uh, uh, whatever a mashup. Yeah, that'd be perfect. <laughs> that would be perfect. That's that's what the listeners want. That's what they want. They want <laughs> Dunder Mifflin, Girl Scout Wild. <laughs>